back with another episode, and God help me, these women are losing their mind this afternoon. I think we're perfectly fine. Listen, Adam, they just turned on their radio. I don't know what he's talking about. I have no idea. Megan has done approximately 42 different accents in the past 37 seconds. It's a gift. It is a gift. We talked about Legends of the Hidden Temple. Mm -hmm. We talked about. Silver Snakes. What, 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 what? What would you do? With Mark Summers from Double Dare and Family Double Dare. And Supermarket Sweep. <laughs> and who we preferred, Leslie Jones or the guy with the lisp. <laughs> and, and I'm, I'm we the prefer old the guy with the lisp. Yeah, the old school. Which is on Netflix. <laughs> is it really? It's on Netflix. No way. Yeah. It's like Jeopardy. It's got like a, a, a best of season deal. Listen, um, if there was ever a game show that I was like for, like that game show is for me, like I nail those answers. Like I, I need to be on Supermarket Sweep. Which brings us to the canned good aisle. Yes. And what we're talking about on this. Uh, Crystal Get the giant can of tomato sauce for a bonus. <laughs> Crystal literally shook her head like, how did he pull that together and come back? I don't know. I really don't because I was gone. So, uh, today's episode, we're focusing on canneries. We've had a ton of people ask, well, specifically me, because we have a cannery, a public cannery in Bradley County. Uh, I've been fielding calls uh, during 2020 about how in the world do you start a cannery and my question or my answer is always well it was started in 1977 in bradley county so i wouldn't know how to wow i'm the oldest in the room and that's before i was born it's true trivia a little bit of trivia it's true trivia um and so i don't know how to start one but i know how to keep one rolling um so we had an interview or i had an interview with uh mayor gary davis of bradley county um and he talked a little bit about uh, his experience as a 4-H'er and uh, working with a public cannery and so forth. So check out our interview with Mayor Gary Davis. So we're here with uh, Bradley County Mayor uh, Gary Davis, and he has agreed to jump on the podcast with us. Uh, we were talking prior to recording, Mayor Davis, and you're not sure if this is your first podcast or not, so we're going to go ahead and claim that it is. That's fine. I'll, I'll probably <laughs> act like it is. <laughs> and that, that works. Now, to give you some perspective, Mayor Davis has uh, done some radio in his in his past. Uh, I think you said during college you, you worked the radio and you started one in high school. So uh, the microphone obviously is mayor, but also in this format is not foreign to you, right, sir? No, it does remind me of the days of looking at a mic <laughs> and how slow those days went by because you're constantly looking at the clock. Too. <laughs> I guess it also depends on what kind of music was playing on the radio as well, if you That's liked true. it or you didn't. I usually worked the night shift, and sometimes it would get slow and boring, and uh, he's wanting it to be time to go home. But it was an enjoyable job. I, I, I enjoyed those years, just didn't make enough money to live on. Well, random question with that. We didn't talk about this before, but you said you saying the night shift there. Did you ever um, – have a slow night in the middle of the night where you said you know what i don't like what's on the radio i'm gonna slide one in for myself here did you ever do that just out of curiosity it's funny you say that yes <laughs> i didn't work that late most of the time i got off around midnight but uh the late evening shift and uh the particular station i was working for at that time the station manager kept pretty tight lid on things and there was a little red phone hanging on the wall near the control board and i have done that but oftentimes when i would do that that little red phone would ring and, <laughs> and i was caught sort of speak but i mean you know he just let me know he was listening was basically what he was doing <laughs> fair but, enough but yeah sometimes you gotta 
get it going a little better at night. Wake yourself up if nothing else. That's fair enough. Fair enough. So uh, one of the things, you know, is we're talking to um, a variety of different people, but this podcast in general is meant for extension and community partners, specifically this episode uh, regarding um, cannery and different things of that nature. But I, I do want to preface that you were a Bradley County 4-H member. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, for those that may listen, there may be few of them, but those that may listen, you were uh, 4-H under Mr. Paysinger. Um, oh, Mr. Yeah. John Paysinger. John Paysinger and Miss Byerly, now Miss Moore. Uh, uh, back in the, gosh, when was that? 70s, I guess it was. Long about the time that a local cannery was getting started. Yeah. But I wasn't familiar with it in those days because my mom did her canning at home. But, yeah, I, I showed cattle and things like 4-H speech contests and yeah. things like that back in those days. Yeah. And so, so we, we've got a, a 4-H alumni here, uh, so that makes us proud in extension always, and, and we always enjoy that. Um, I always joke with Kay Smith. Uh, those of you listening, Kay Smith was my predecessor um, in my role here in Bradley County, and I, everywhere I go with Kay, uh, if we ever go anywhere together, I always run into prominent people that were former 4-Hers in Bradley County. I'm like, do you have any scallywags that were 4-H'ers? Because you served a lot of people over the years, Kay. And she's like, I don't know. I mean, it's directors of this and people over this. And so I give her a hard time and say there were never scallywags in the Bradley County 4-H program. Mm-hmm. So, And 4-H is a great program for kids. So uh, you learn a lot of different things if you want to. If, if you want to. That's a great way to put it. That's right. Um, it, sometimes there's got to be some self-motivation in there. So we turn our focus to um, canneries in Tennessee, and uh, you and I have uh, both talked about this, and we've shared with County Commission as well that Bradley County Cannery is one of the very few, um, if not probably the last um, public cannery in Tennessee that is public use, um, no charge to uh, can your goods from, from the end consumer. Um, and so it's, um, it's one of the few in Tennessee. But um, I guess give us your thoughts on the importance of the cannery in Bradley County as far as you see it and, and community feedback to you over, the, over your time as mayor. Well, I've been here for a while, and it predates me, so we've had a cannery for a while. But uh, I assume when it was first started, it was a way of promoting uh, uh, better foods, so, you know, can your own green beans as opposed to buying the canned can beans in the store and so forth. But then I've come along and – it's one of the most popular things that we have in Bradley County government. It's a service to our community. It's kind of costly with the utility bills and so forth, but um, every year when it starts getting time to start canning, even before the, the green beans are uh, being picked, people are saying, when's the cannery open? When's the cannery open? It, it's really gotten uh, over the last several years to be a really popular thing. A, a lot of people are doing their home canning now. You know, mm-hmm. my mom did it when I was a kid, but she did it on the stove at home. And nowadays, people don't have, I guess, the equipment stuff to do it, but they have an interest maybe from remembering their mom doing it earlier on in life. So they've picked up the, I guess it's a hobby for them. I don't know. It's it's better food for the family, but I'd say it's probably thought of as a hobby. And so they can go down to our cannery, uh, you know, get an appointment at a time to go in there and bring their beans and stuff that they may have grown or went out and bought at the farmer's market Uh and bring them in there and can them and it's a very popular thing we've never i've never looked at closing the cannery but that rumor would get started up from time to time over the years and just a rumor alone the (laughs) the phone call starts ringing i can't believe you're going to close the cannery Uh, it really is a a very popular thing with a lot of people we don't promote it because we don't need to i I would say you stay booked no yeah Uh, no need to promote uh, you know we did 
get a grant a few years ago and were able to expand the building and get some new equipment because a lot of the equipment was getting older. It's it's well utilized during mm. the season, and made it a little larger. But um, you know we don't we don't say a lot about it. I guess the word of mouth from those that use it spreads somewhat, but it, it's it stays busy during that time. Yeah, I've had several ask me, you know, what's your method of marketing, and I just laugh and mm. I'm like, well, it it's really been going since 1977. You don't have to market. You know, no. you just have to call ahead of time. No. Um, and I don't know that I've ever been there um, past the middle of June, and there have not been full appointments mm-hmm. every day that, that the cannery is open. So I, I agree with you. There's no need to market because if no. we did, people would be uh, maybe running around saying, open more, open more. <laughs> so, you know, if a county was looking at something that's good for the citizens and also something that uh, citizens will appreciate, uh, just be prepared. You won't be able to start it and stop it probably because it'll, it'll gain – uh, people will really start liking it, and they'll raise cane if you even talk about closing it. So it's true. Be prepared to go with it. It's true. And just to give to some perspective to listeners, you know, you, you talked about how you can can so much there. I think you can do. Uh, last count I remember is 108 quarts at a time in our pressure canners, steam mm-hmm. pressure canners. Uh, which for those of you who are listening and trying to get interested in canning, um, if you're at home, you're going to do about six to eight quarts at a time on your stovetop. So. You know, what, what it's going to take you three days to preserve at home, it's going to take you four hours to do um, mm. at the cannery if you're in Bradley County. So um, it's an incredible service in that nature of itself. Um, you know, I know you talked about how um, maybe when it was started, certain uh, areas would use it more. You know, those that lived maybe in rural areas were already doing it at home. But now I think it's turned into, hey, we can knock this out fast. Let's right. go over here and knock it out. I mean, why go buy the equipment and spend days of doing it at home uh, when you can go to the cannery? And, and there's usually, I think, somebody there, too, that can kind of help answer Absolutely. the questions and guide them. And so first time or two you're doing it, you might need that kind of help that you wouldn't have at home. Or smack uh, their hand when they're grabbing a steam pipe. Right. Yeah. <laughs> Which is important, right? Because right. you don't want that call either. No. <laughs> so let's say, in, in a hypothetical, I don't have to in this situation because it's already here, but let's say we're in a, another county um, and I were to come to you and say, Mayor Davis, we've had a lot of people affiliated with Extension, whether it's partners, clients, etc., that are really interested in what a public cannery might look like in our county. Uh, what would you look at me and say, um, To what would you say would be my first steps um, towards working, working towards that reality? Well, I would probably challenge you. I assume you would have had some agriculture background experience anyway i would probably challenge you to get with the ut extension service and uh, uh, see what help is out there i'm sure they possibly have some grants from time to time for things like this i know we've gotten one to expand but i would think that they're probably uh, uh, willing to help promote it in other counties Uh, i don't know why we're one of the few that has them uh uh, you would think they would be throughout, you would especially think. in the city and suburb counties, suburban mm-hmm. counties, because they. Uh, you would think they'd be wanting to promote this type of right. food preparation, mm-hmm. I guess you would say. Uh, in the rural counties, it, you know, the more rural counties, it might not be as popular at first because, like I say, they're probably already doing it right. at home. It, it'll catch on that they can do it here a lot quicker and less expensive, but... But at first, they might say, "Why well, do I need to go down there? You know, I've mm-hmm. got a canner in canner in my closet, and mm-hmm. I can just pull it out and, and can the beans or whatever." But I, I would probably ch- put the challenge back on that citizen to say, uh, "Well, okay, that sounds like a great idea. 
go get with UT Extension, see what you can come up with with some possible funding because you're going to have to probably build a building. You're going to have a lot of expensive equipment mm-hmm. to purchase. Um, I don't have any idea how much, but you're going to have some expensive equipment to purchase. You're going to have some uh, ongoing expenses, but they might have startup money for it to right. get you going. Right. So you would encourage somebody to go out and find some startup money before they ever talked about even working with county government as far that as That would be my suggestion funding. because we're never looking for additional things to spend money for. There's <laughs> always plenty of there, plenty of there. But uh, I would think that it would be a good idea. You know, they might have to sell it to that particular county mayor or whoever. But uh, I know if they were coming to me, I might like the idea, but I would still put the challenge back on them to uh, – locate some funding because I don't have an extra pot of money over here that just throw out a new idea, even though uh, I think most of them would agree it's a pretty good idea. Uh, you spend the money and they don't use it uh, right at first. It might take a while for it to mm-hmm. catch on, but I have no doubt it would catch on in time because it's right. the kind of thing that's popular these days. Yeah, and I, I think a lot of folks are looking at, you know, I told you I've talked to several counties and different organizations that are looking at this. I think a lot are also looking to go towards the more regulated side as well. You know, ours is public use, so you go in, you can whatever you want, you take it home. You know, what you do with it after that point, as long as you're not selling it, it's fine. If you want to give it to Jimmy and Bobby and Sue, that's great. Um, but they can't come in and make a barbecue sauce and turn around and sell it at the farmer's mm-hmm. market or on a shelf somewhere Um, and I think a lot of canneries are starting to look towards that possibility uh, you know to benefit the citizen but also drive uh, some entrepreneurial efforts in in foods which is an incredibly hard space to get into and stay into because it's cost a lot of money all around. That that would be good to help the entrepreneur that's looking at doing things like that in that case you probably would need and want to uh, have fees associated with it to pay the cost uh, because I wouldn't think that government ought to be helping someone to do something that they're going to turn around and make money on. I agree with Uh, that. But um, still, it's a service, and, you know, put a fee to it so that you recoup your costs, and and then that would be good. You're encouraging entrepreneurs in your community as well as the good food. So one of the things I did not do uh, before you and I met was research if this was the longest open public cannery in the state of Tennessee but I'm going to do that and I'm going to tag it with my colleagues when we do the follow up I almost bet interview. it is because it's one of the very few I would be willing to put money on it um, not yeah. a lot I mean I wouldn't put my mortgage on it but I, I'd put a lot <laughs> I'd put some money yeah. on it maybe maybe a good steak dinner I've never <laughs> run into another county that had one I may get calls after I say that but <laughs> I've never run into one that has one uh, a lot of times they ask about things like that and mm-hmm. you know it's, it's one of the things I can throw back at counties you know a lot of times you want to say what makes your county stand out, mm-hmm. and it's kind of funny because people don't appreciate it, but I can usually say that I'm probably the only county in the room that has a cannery. Anybody else have one? I've never run into any other county that has And it. I'm sure some come uh, up to you and ask, what in the world is a cannery? Uh, possibly, but uh, they probably have. I don't remember, but, uh, but again, uh, just that's a bragging right. I, I like having things that other counties don't have, especially when it's as well mm-hmm. uh, appreciated and liked as yes. ours is. And, and just to give some context, you know, we're we're averaging twenty five to thirty thousand jars of, of food preserved um, every June first to October thirty first. So I mean, uh, that's a lot of food to crank out in a six oh, yeah. six month time. Yep. Uh, or well, I guess five month time really. Um, so so it's cranking out quite and a bit. And they do every year start asking to use it before you have it open, and because you usually tell me, well, they they can't even 
the green beans haven't even come in <laughs> yeah yet. they're not even blooming for some yet. reason they're already asking i guess they're wanting to get scheduled early i don't yeah, know how that some works some of those so. strawberry fanatics that are going to florida and getting strawberries i guess are getting but i have a uh, one i think of in particular he's a retired now but he was a bank president a local bank president his wife always cans and he's always saying hey so-and-so's asking when the cannery's opening mm-hmm. yeah i think it's kind of funny a bank president's wife's canning but uh for her that's a hobby yeah uh, she buys uh, beef from me and she goes yeah. and cans her own green beans so i don't guess they go to the grocery store very often and i, and I think that brings up a good point because i think that's kind of the split you have the hobby or enthusiast that's excited about canning or you know, heritage skills are, are really surging back into popularity, partly because people were bored during uh, mm-hmm. the pandemic shutdown and trying to find something to keep idle hands going. Uh, but then on the flip side in Bradley County, we also have those people that this is their food surplus for the winter. Mm-hmm. I, I know of at least two families that, that alone did over 750 jars of food each last year but whether it's pinto beans or vegetable soup or tomatoes you know they were in there several different times throughout the year and it was well over 700 jars of food for each family and so i think you have that spectrum you probably do and i, I don't know the numbers but i'm sure we i know we still have a lot of uh farm type uh, mm-hmm. employment in our community and growing up on a farm you know back in those days you made your money in the summer uh, you did put your food back for the winter because yeah. you couldn't run to the grocery store every time you needed something. And those things have changed, but we still have people that have that sort of same background with the agriculture. And it's it's hard to sell beef or anything else in January. Uh, <laughs> it prices is. are just not good. So yeah, and you know uh, it, it's really interesting you say that. Not to go on too big of a tangent, but Bradley County has an incredibly uh, sizable mm-hmm. uh, industrial economy, but also in top. 14 or 15 agriculture and that's amazing every time i see those numbers yeah because i think agriculture a lot but i wouldn't think there's that much around and i see i've seen so many good farms sold and become subdivisions or Mm -hmm. an industrial site or something and and then you still see those still have a lot you know poultry's number one in a lot of categories and you got dairy in the top 15 beef in the top 15 it's Mm. just it's amazing to have uh this many industries especially right. fortune 500 industries and then turn around and be sitting and looking at a 700 well, head dairy well they they're always bragging about how diversified we are and they're really talking about diversified industry but we're really diversified even more than that when yes. you throw in the agriculture and things so we're really a diversified community yeah. yeah so i guess we'll end it this way and i'll ask you one last question this is kind of the this is free for you uh, i did not prep you with this one but it's not going to throw you off so don't don't get a worried look in your eyes if you were asked by somebody what is your favorite all-time favorite home canned good that somebody has either made for you or you've had or it could have been something that you always had um, either growing up or even now um, what is your favorite all-time canned good home canned good oh man probably uh, i don't know if it's my favorite but the first one to come to mind is something like apple butter Ap- the apple butter you can't beat it's well it's apple season too <laughs> yeah. it's apple season uh, yeah. good apple butter that's you know some things you buy in the store are pretty good but it's hard to get good apple butter oh right? yeah you go ask uh, chuck mcspadden mcspadden about that he'll tell you how watered down they are in the right, store and how, yeah. how it isn't over there so. so that's one of the first things come to mind but uh, as a kid growing up i ate lots of things so it'd take me a while to really figure out what my favorite was i'm a strawberry jam man i, you can't I, I am too but uh and my wife still does that but it's the freezer jam version oh yeah and yeah. i love that but it's it i don't guess that comes under the title of canning but yeah we still have the freezer jam whether it be strawberry or peach or mm-hmm. whatever um but uh 
that would be the top except that's not really canning so <laughs> <laughs> you're right it's like halfway canning right, you're yeah. cooking it and throwing it in a yeah, can right. so um anyhow so mayor davis thank you for your time and i appreciate uh, your insight into uh cannery and and helping folks give some some general advice about starting up a cannery and we hope it helps some of our listeners on that well if anyone's serious about it we we'd encourage them to come and look at ours i'm sure you'd take the time to go over there and show them around oh yes <laughs> I'll, I'll give them a tour i will give them a tour thank I you sir it. thank you Jesse. So that was our interview with Mayor Gary Davis, and we talked all about the good stuff of the cannery. And so, Megan and Crystal wanted to bring it back to you um, and see what, 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 what would you do? <laughs> I can't join this. Apparently, somewhere in my childhood, I never saw this. What, 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 you what, never what, saw what, what would you do? Apparently you not. Do? And it's not y'all. Was this like a cable television show? Yeah, it was I on didn't Nick. have cable. It was, it was on Nickelodeon. Nick. I didn't. You know, I wasn't one of the unfortunate children. <laughs> I had to watch it at my mom's house. <laughs> but uh, it's not like the new What Would You Do on ABC News on Friday where it's like, this hairdresser just cussed you out. What would oh. you do? What would oh. you do? Yeah, yeah it's no, not I, that one, no. I, that's I, the, yeah, you know what? There. I can remember the theme song, but I can't remember a thing about the show. Yeah, they like, it, it was a mix of like Double Dare and all that good stuff. Anyhow, so uh, my question to you all would be, Let's say that somebody walks up to you, and you know, Mayor Davis's big point was if you're going to start a cannery, you need to seek out some grant money first instead of coming to the county commission and saying, hey, give us, throw some cash at us. Because um, that's exactly what every government in Tennessee wants. County government in Tennessee wants is a bunch of people asking for money, right? right. Uh, and uh, yeah, that, that makes. Uh, Especially during COVID 19 times. <laughs> yes, absolutely. <laughs> hey, mean, can we get more, some what? more of them dollars? Yeah. <laughs> they don't have just money flowing it's like, like a that fountain. Dave huh? Chappelle meme. Hey, y'all got any more of them dollars? Oh, <laughs> 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 uh, but uh, so let's say you've got, a, whether it's a farmer's market group or just really overzealous uh, folks, not that being overzealous is bad but let's say they're excited about having a public cannery uh what would you say as an extension agent would be your first step because that's typically those folks find us uh for some way or another they find us so what would what would you do um if somebody came to your office and said megan we really want to start a cannery i would say join our group because um we have a vision um it's, it's a way down the road vision of having an ag center and the oh, I was about to say, what what group are you talking about? <laughs> well, it's kind of I was like, do we have a Facebook group for the podcast? I don't know about <laughs> our vision group. We do have a group. Facebook group. Yeah, we do have a oh, Facebook group. Find us on, on. Facebook. Yeah. Spell. <laughs> spell Facebook. Um, uh, you know that we want to have a, a cannery along with a commercial kitchen, and our our big sell on that, or I guess you know we, we want our extension office to be hosted there, and we our county is small. So we don't have anywhere we, we can teach food classes and even exercise classes. We have no meeting space mm-hmm. uh, in the community unless we use a church or something like that. Um, so uh, join us because our, our one of our selling points behind that is, hey, entrepreneurship. So, mm-hmm. yeah, you can come in here and you can can safely for um, your home. But here, this is a certified commercial kitchen. If you're making some products that you're wanting to, you know, put out there on the market somewhere well here's here's a safe place that you can do that of course you've got to get personally certified too but you'll have the certified spot in which to do that so i'd be like join us come on we need more people in our committee to work towards those grant dollars because that's exactly what you're going to hear where's the money coming from yeah yeah so i I think the biggest cost is probably going to be your startup cost um but but well i don't know because um i was just thinking as megan was talking because this has been (laughs) 
back once upon a time when um different people have toured through the counties and asked you know if you have a wish list what's your big thing on your wish list? i know who you're talking about extension agent i i guarantee you a lot of the agents have said oh we would love to have this facility um for our teaching for different purposes um and there is a place in is it unicoi county Mm-hmm. It is Unicoi. Unicoi. The Mountain Kitchen. Yes, and it's amazing. We toured it, you know, last year, I guess. I don't know, pre-COVID. Uh, <laughs> sometime <laughs> we, in the past. Sometime in the past. We toured it, and it was fabulous. And they they worked and worked and worked and worked and worked and worked and worked to get the startup money and to make it happen. But now they're having problems with keeping it open. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, it's the difficult is getting the startup money, but then how you're going to keep it open. Yeah, and I think it probably depends on how, how you're going to fund it. So one of the things, if you're having folks that are entrepreneurs come in, that you got to think about is, you know, you've got to have certain inspections and certifications mm-hmm. for that to happen. Whereas, you know, in Bradley County, I think it's where a lot of people call me and they're like, oh, because they have, that's their part of their <laughs> idea. Yeah. Um, but in Bradley County, it's a public use cannery, which means you come in, you can your own food, you take it home. Now, what you do from it at home, obviously, if you sell it, you can get in big trouble. Mm-hmm. Um, but, like, if you give it to Jimmy and John and Bobby and Sally. Or as a wonderful holiday gift. Or as a delicious holiday gift. Delicious gifts. <laughs> delicious. <laughs> Flavored vinegars. <laughs> but if you do something like that, I mean, you know, that's perfectly fine because it's it's your own private use. But um, you can't sell anything from our cannery. So we are completely funded through through county do, uh, tax dollars and so and it's a very small operation you know um the the utilities are paid for and there's no air conditioner in there so that really turns people off because they're like oh how do you hire somebody that's a manager to work when it's 97 degrees on a mm-hmm. july afternoon well yeah they start at 5 30 and they close at 1 30 so yeah. um that's one of those those deals and then you know we have a cannery manager that works and does her thing and that's that's it so very um, shoestring budget kind of deal and so you know if you don't have that recurring dollar support like you said mm-hmm. it's like how do we stay open mm-hmm. and i know like I, the the kitchen up there i'm sorry the name just escaped me again the mountain kitchen mountain kitchen um uh, they were you know top of the line the equipment was top of the line they it's really nice and i think that they were really trying to focus in on like food trucks Oh, and yeah. them paying to come in and prepare their their food and like catering type stuff. Yeah, so they're not preparing it at the house or having to pay for another spot. Exactly, and I think that that's where uh, they were trying to recoup some of those costs. Uh-huh. Um, but if you don't have that uh, that large presence in your community, then you're not you know that's. Not I mean, no be. knock on Unicoi County, but if you look at the map, I couldn't imagine a lot of food trucks being in Unicoi County. Well, but they're right next to Johnson, Johnson City. Johnson City. Well, that's so. that's true. Yeah, so that's Bristol, right. all in that area. Yeah. Fair. Um, um, and our thought process was, and like I said, this is, we did a countywide needs assessment and and had some focus group meetings, and this is what came out mm-hmm. came out of that. And um, it not being a standalone facility, mm-hmm. it be our office space right. too. So um, as well as as some uh, another organization that's housed within our are built to like an ag center yeah um and so not the main focus isn't just the commercial mm-hmm. kitchen and, and the cannery right. so it would serve several purposes so i would i would hope that that would you know like you know so the operating costs for this building would transfer over over to that building but like i said it's a it's 
it, it's it's hard like you're dealing it with is. a lot of money and a, a, a lot of money a lot of you know there the support is there mm-hmm. that there's no doubt that the support is there but then it just it comes down to bottom line dollar mm-hmm. yeah so you all are actually have a committee that's working on long-term vision for this right yeah so that i didn't even realize that we probably have talked about it before but i've forgotten just like I apparently forgot that you all invited me to make apple butter. That's going to stay around for a little while. Because we did. Um, so with that said, where, where are you all at and kind of what are you looking to do at this point in time on that? We are very beginning stages. We are at the, what happened, <laughs> I don't know if y'all know this, but a na- national or worldwide pandemic broke out in March. What? Um, <laughs> so, um, you back don't at, say? Back what? at the first of the year, actually last fall, we were getting ready like to schedule, um, like, hey, we want to do some visits. We want to visit the the mountain kitchen in mm-hmm. Unicoi. We want to visit Sullivan County's extension mm-hmm. office that they just built. Don't want to come to Bradley County, apparently. Not- just over the hill. Um, no. <laughs> that's true we're talking uh, about, but, but think about our vision Mayor Davis, office complex Mayor Davis if you're still listening to this she doesn't mean it no <laughs> I didn't mean that we're talking about a whole complex like together I know, I'm just, I'm just has that you. nice big office yeah. with the big, two kitchens so, I mean yeah it's, it's yeah so that's what we were looking at nah, no, we're not looking at we're looking at this all right, I, I'm, that I'm kind of thing and so no I would love to come visit you in Bradley County you know that so, um, so we were like, let's do some visits. Um, since COVID, then COVID hit, and of course, visits that's out the door, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, right now, we have met with um, a couple of folks from the state via um, through our health council. That had some grant opportunities, and it basically was the folks that go out and search for for grants and know yeah. what to look for. And we had a meeting of, what's your vision? Yeah. So we had the what's our vision meeting, and then that's kind of where we're at right now. So when we were when we were doing this in a whole needs assessment, setting out our this is like a I, I don't even want to say ten year plan. It might even be longer than that. Fair. You know, a plan of like here's where we're headed eventually. This is what we're going to need because um, it would serve a basic need of the mm-hmm. county. Like our EMS even said that they've had the opportunities to hold meetings here, but there's nowhere to have it. Mm-hmm. So if it's, they, if it's they, a huge yeah. issue in these smaller yeah. counties, you know, it's going to be the Megan Brown Ag Center. Oh my gosh, Brown that Ag is Center. so funny that you said that because we were just talking about it last week. She's like, it's true. And I said, <laughs> this will probably happen as I'm being wheeled out the door. <laughs> um, I have your picture when you're I 85. Said, <laughs> yeah, and that's what I said is I'm being wheeled out the door. If, like they finally, like I, I finally get to retire. You're going to go out like John the Apostle. Said, Beloved, love one another. Yeah. <laughs> I said, but my name better be on the building or something like that. I'd said, joking around, said something like that. Somebody said, somebody else says, I'm like, if I'm still around at that point, we're just now getting into it. My name better be on the building. I was kidding, though, because we all know that I don't like stuff like that <laughs> we have um every about every 10 years it comes back around in in my county where they decide they want to do a big ag center oh, or yeah. a big community event center with the big kitchens and this that or other and they go and they visit and they it goes before you know 45 different boards mm-hmm. and it's talked about and then it dies yeah. <laughs> it gets killed it's a- but, and it's essentially because it would be 
multi-million dollar. Yeah, you're looking at a large mean, expense to the taxpayer. You're looking at a larger expense to the taxpayer, and they're sitting there going, well, we're not going to raise taxes. No. Mm-hmm. You know, um, well, because number one, people aren't going to put up with it, and yeah. number two, I, I mean, I, and I also live in a retirement community, and they'll, yeah, they'll, they'll ooh, Cumberland they'll County for those of you who don't, <laughs> don't know, <laughs> they'll get you. Golf um, capital of Tennessee, right? The golf capital of Tennessee is indeed. Um, we have beautiful hiking trails. You should visit sometimes. Uh, <laughs> I will always advocate for my county, but. The money is always going. It's always the issue. Yeah. And it's like it comes up. They go through so many different, you know, steps in the process. And then it has got mm-hmm. shut down every it's time. It comes down to finding the right grant opportunity mm-hmm. at the right time. Right. Like all the pieces mm-hmm. of the puzzle have to be put together just right. But I see it. Like and I said, it is going to happen because I see it. Like I see yeah. I, I see how the building's laid out. Mm-hmm. I see the outside of it. Like, I see, I know where it's going to be in my head. Like, so I even see the ag, like the cattle handling facilities mm-hmm. that'll be out to, to be able to do some uh, stuff, you know, stuff like that. Mm-hmm. The gardens, mm-hmm. I see it all. I think but our issue too, I was sitting here thinking, because you're like, I mean, and that's us. We could see it and we had mm-hmm. the layout and we had it all figured out. But then people will say, well, why should we um, do a t- $0.10 cent tax increase to fund this, it, which doesn't sound like much, but it is. Mm-hmm. It is. It is, yeah. Yeah. Um, When we have a perfectly fine facility over here, mm-hmm. you know, because we've got, we've got fairgrounds and yeah. we've got, you know, multipurpose buildings, which we, because I'm a much larger county. Mm-hmm. Um so they, it's just, it's been very, very difficult to mm-hmm. get funded and find that grant money because you do, you have to find grant money. And it's hard to find grant money for brick and mortar. It's hard mm-hmm. to find. It really is. There's specific built environment grants that you have to, yeah. mm-hmm. to go after. And you know, it's knowing the folks that know how to go after those two. That's not my, I know. That's my strong point, but, but luckily you do have some folks around that, that, mm-hmm. that is their Oh yeah, you know I'm, point, I'm so. I can I can do classes to make money all day long, but if you send me out to ask people for money, I'm gonna like, please sir, can I have some cheese? <laughs> <laughs> I want to build an ag center. <laughs> Listen, I feel like that's all, half my life is asking for money oh, for different the it. life of a 4-H agent right here. Um, half your life you're you're asking for money, and it is one of the most like I hate asking for money because people ask you for money like it's well, the worst thing ever and and I, I don't like it when people ask me for money you're right like I don't want them to ask me for donuts I don't want them to ask me for Girl Scout cookies I don't want them to ask me for cookie dough no because they all come all I mean it's just boom, 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 it's, boom, it'll boom. be if you say yes to one it's non-stop exactly so I'm an equal opportunity offender and I, I say no too. to everybody I say no to everyone because it would be a never ending no one in my office process. asked me to buy anything for I their family now cookies i do those at walmart i, don't I buy, buy, from, people I buy I from people i don't know yeah <laughs> okay that's what you're saying i was like i mean i'm gonna i'm gonna buy my samoas so if you're listening and you know us I don't ask us for money <laughs> i hate it for you <laughs> all right so uh, hopefully we give you a, a a tinge of guidance along with our chaos and craziness uh but what we would say if you'd sum this up you know work with the team Build a coalition of people who are looking towards that vision. Mm-hmm. Uh, find some grant dollars. Get some support, but also get some recurring support. Be patient. Mm-hmm. Yeah, be patient. And I guess just to throw in there, you know, for context on mine, you know, we're open June through October, so it's only a 
six or seven month operation, if that. Not even that. It's mm-hmm. like five months. Crystal's doing the math with her hands. And June, July, <laughs> September, five months. <laughs> five, five months. So the reality of it is we're not even open half a year um, in ours. And so you got to determine, are you going to stay open all year long, half year? You know, what's, you know, how many pots are you going to have and workstations and so forth? There's there's a lot that goes into it. So And that committee, when you build that committee, that needs to be mayor. That needs yeah. to be uh, chamber yeah commission members commission members um you know i mean there's there it it is very it can be a very broad private donors with sizable wallets (laughs) and or purses i hope you have those (laughs) i don't care who we name the building after i'm just kidding (laughs) we can be bought (laughs) i'm just kidding so on that note we'll see you all later come sit a spell with us again (laughs) 